Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Celtic Now and for a podcast. This is a reaction podcast. The 1 0 victory at Celtic Park against Aberdeen. Joining me today is Claire Church. Claire, how's things? I live in the dream. <laughs> it's very, it's, it is a bit of a positive uh, reaction podcast this week, Claire, obviously. Neil Lennon leaving, um, just obviously get your thoughts and obviously Neil Lennon le- uh, leaving and obviously John Kennedy came in as manager. Can't say I was overly surprised, but at the same time, you hear so many. You've heard so many rumors over the past couple of months about it, and all these. You, you, you would need, you know. I woke up and read it and had to read a couple of different sites just to believe it. You know, you just kind of think, has it actually happened? Um, but yeah, I mean, not surprised. A wee bit. I feel like a wee bit sorry for the guy that's came to that. However, players are rubbish. Manager takes the flag for it, so that's what it is. Um, Kennedy coming in. Can't say I'm overly happy about that, to be honest. I don't, I'm vocally not a fan. However, if he wants to prove me wrong, belt ahead. But I just, especially after today's game, it was just the same the same situation as the rest of the season. It wasn't as if there was anything that made me think, oh, actually, he is a awesome coach or whatever they're all saying about him. You know, Damien Duff saying he's this and Scott Brown saying he's this and... I didn't see anything that made me go, all right, okay, you guys are right. Um, but I think it's just riding out to the end of the season now, to be honest. I think it is, isn't it? It's just, it's, the league's just about done. Um, we don't know if the Scottish Cup's going to be played, so there's not really much to play for apart from pride. And obviously, Stoke Rangers who won the league at Celtic Park, which people might not want to admit it, but it would be a right kick in the stones if it happens after the success we've had. Um, but I agree with you when it comes to Kennedy. I, I don't really know what other option they had they knew. Um Obviously, bring up McManus and kind of keeping, keeping guys from moving out of the club and just try to see them at the end of the season. But I agree with you that as much as Kennedy's maybe higher, highly regarded as a coach, I think he's been in a failed regime this season. I don't see why maybe at the end of the season I can give or, give or take it, but next season I really don't see how he can stay. There's an association factor as well now as well. Um, Lennon obviously equals the man that lost the 10, but he also equals the quadruple trip. Like, mm-hmm. There's different associations with Lennon. Kennedy has been there that long and just kind of hung about the wings. And I think that he's got a fair chunk of slack this season. He's going to be associated as he was part of the coaching staff who lost the 10. 
I mean, they're not going to associate him with Hodgie for trouble. I don't think they're going to associate him with losing the pen. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the board have got the mindset of let's see how he does because he's the money-saving option because of COVID or whatever. I don't know. Or they have their eye on someone who is managing a club and won't leave to the end of the season. Or they're thinking if he wins the Scottish Cup, if it does get played, then he's proven himself, so he deserves a job or something. I don't know. There's different theories about how you want to swing that. Um, but overall, I just I don't think he's a good enough manager for the job. You can be, I mean, he's obviously this, apparently this awesome coach, which is news to me, but it doesn't make you a good manager. I don't think he needs to, I don't think from a people point of view, maybe that's what he needs to work on or maybe it is his actual tactical coaching. Who knows? But there's something missing from from him. And I just thought he was so boring in his interviews today, honestly. I just thought he was so dull and boring and unexciting. <laughs> I, he's, I think his interviews, people seem to think he's, he's obviously boring, first smile and I do agree with you when it comes to there's a difference between a, being a good coach and a good manager. Um, I think it's especially at a level like Celtic, it's all right with a good coach, but getting up to getting up to a manager is totally different. And again, I do agree with you that if he comes in and improves himself, maybe he could get a shout. But I just can't me personally, I just can't see that he's got the capabilities to turn around the rebuild that we need. And I think it's it's a massive rebuild again. The day just showed again it was kind of flat in the second half. I just think you need somebody to come in and grab a bit of, how do you say it, a bit of oomph to just totally yep. rebuild the, the full team. Somebody with a bit of character, somebody with a bit of person, personality. A wee bit. Um, obviously, Lennon was a character because he was a wee bit hot headed and whatever else. But I think I said a few weeks ago to both of you about the guy that manages Atletico Madrid. I'm not saying get somebody with that kind of personality would just be brilliant. Never going to happen, obviously. But, you know, that's my that's my out-of-the-league manager mm-hmm. as him. I just think he would be brilliant. Um, I know that, I mean, you've seen him the other night in the Champions League. He was running up, you know, he was like a madman. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kennedy's not the man for the massive rebuild, and it just looks from even today's performance that it's just getting bigger and bigger each game we play. You're, there's more faults coming to light now. And also, that's us joined by Robert Boyle. Robert, how you doing, mate? Hi, good man. Sorry, but being late. Oh, sorry, right, mate. Um, obviously, I was talking to Claire, obviously, we're talking about John Kennedy. Um, for next season, it's really something that we can't really contemplate because it's going to be such a rebuild. No chance at all. Yeah, I did you. Um, the other day that I thought he was part of the problem, to be quite honest with you, him and Kennedy. I'm not saying... I mean, you can't just blame Neil Lennon on his own. Obviously, they had some input. And I've only seen the second half performance today through work. But what I've seen is there's nothing changed. And what I've seen... Not on the ball, but, but they didn't go anywhere with the ball. You only see the second half, you're not very lucky there, Robert. No worries, I didn't see him really pulling a save off in the second half. Um, I only see the second half, I, I literally get in the start of the second half, and I caught the highlight of Edward's goal, the deflection, but it, to me it was just a draw second half. I don't, unless the first half was something different, I don't know. 
but it's still there's no imagination it's just it's garbage to watch it's like they've gave up already and they're just playing out the season to me that's the way it looks there's no no width there's no imagination there's to me it just looks like they're happy to keep a hold of the ball but as long as it's in the Celtics half mm. and you get they get early half five line but rather than somebody taking a bit of belief in getting the ball and taking it on a half turn and driving at Aberdeen to me if it went to McGregor it went to Brown and that it was always going back to the centre half so the, the wing backs there was nothing they were trying to build in the wings relax out to what I've seen um, but or Kenny but there was no inventor for a McGregor or a Christie getting the ball in a half turn, spinning around, even tumble, and driving into Aberdeen's half and going with the ball and opening up spaces. That didn't happen. And that's what I think we're lacking. And we're lacking natural width of two wingers to get in the wing and actually put crosses in or to create chances for hide up the park. It just, it's, it's, it's really, really poor to me. Um, I'm dreading just seeing it this season, to be quite honest with you. I've, Literally had enough of it to be honest with you. I'm going to jump in and say you didn't miss it in the first half apart for the goal because the first, Ryan will agree with me. I, I, I messaged Ryan earlier and I said how bored I was watching the second half. It was awful. Awful. Is it first half, as if it was like a pre season game or something? Do you know that's what I think? It was as if they just were like same crap, different day a wee bit. Um, yeah, one no one. Who was it? I think it was Kennedy before the game or something, I can't remember, said, oh, um, when the games are stretched, we don't play well or something like that. And it's like, no, no shit, Sherlock. Do you know what I mean? It's, it was the uh, high boss again. I didn't see us winning one yeah. high folks. They won every ball. Only the second scraps kind of felt to us or we kind of got a block in. But again, we don't deal with high, high balls into the box. It's as if everybody's scared to... Go and try and win the heater or what? I, I don't know. Um, the one that felt with Considine in the second half and he kind of like missed hit it or I don't know, a block came in. It was like a bit of a skirmash in the box. But if that falls to him perfectly and he puts the ball in it, it's one each. You know what I mean? The first it, half was really, Robert, it was, it was a wee bit better. It was a bit more, it was a wee bit quicker. It was moving a bit quicker, but it was once they get to go, it was just like, right, that's us. There was no urgency to go and get me our goals, and I think that we lacked it all season. It's a, defensively, we didn't look too bad. We didn't look very shaky, dead shaky. It was just we've been all season, but we were always liable to concede a goal. Been so poor up front, right? Because mm. they're not a, a big goal scoring team. They've literally scored one goal in about the last seven games. That that is that down to that, or is it down to the defence being good? I don't know. Probably a bit of both. I, I really don't know, but. We're no, we're no the team we were. Nowhere near it. And it's worrying for me, to be quite honest with you. No, I agree with you, mate. Um, it, it was a bit quicker in the first half in spells, but it's you were kind of like, you, you had to wait until the first goal went in, and then it was a bit better. But then after that, mate, it was just the same. It would go to half-time. The second half of me is worrying again. Um, the first half was all right. It was better than last week. But the second half, it was just... You, you don't want to be too critical because you're winning what you won the game, right? But see, in my opinion, you won nothing up in the second half. 
get two calf tomorrow and put Sean a midfielder. Why are you going to four five one? You're going to one nil up. I just yeah. I, I don't I, I don't get it. Right. Aberdeen's threat did he feel Aberdeen might have got an equaliser but if he's then going at that rate just say for instance Ryan, Aberdeen equalised and he's went with another midfielder and then you find it harder maybe to get the goal mm-hmm. going 2-1 up and then you're getting Aberdeen the momentum because you've then letting them come to the back and build if they go one each just say for instance and then you've not got a sort of shape as in you two up front maybe that's what he wanted he just kind of compact the midfield to stop it but then he takes Tumble off and puts Sorrow in so you're sitting with two defensive midfielders and Brown and Sorrow against Aberdeen oh uh, that substitution was a weird one if you, yeah, you yeah. explain but, that to me please <laughs> you would see that point if you are one nil up against I don't know say Copenhagen in the Europa League and you're going right but I try and see this out to get to the next leg or whatever but I wouldn't say Aberdeen at home it, it was just baffling Maybe the guy's just trying to get a result. I don't know. But I thought it was rather baffling taking Tumbo off and putting Sorrow on just to show up as if you're fucking playing some quality European team. You know what I mean? Maybe was, he had them thought they were trying to give everything respect or something. I don't know. He's playing at straws, John Kennedy, so maybe that was him just trying to... I just... The only way things are going to change is if we get a, a new management in, a new structure, and... A new director of football or a new scout. I think all that needs to be put into consideration. But I'm just hoping there's stuff going on in the background because, to be honest, with you I'm glad the season's come to an end because it's been one of the toughest watches in my lifetime. It's just how easily the season just went with a flutter. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. been we've no put up any sort of fight at all, have we? Really? Can you remember watching any Celtic game a season and thought to yourself? Wow, I thought we looked quite good there. Don't be so silly. <laughs> I, I, would don't, I, would don't, I would only say maybe the first half against Rangers at Ibrox. We were looking a wee bit back there slowly, but then we just failed again. We just, we, again, right. we, we, we had control and then he scored. Going some, but it's putting the control into finishing touches and we mm. didn't do it. Let's be honest, we're all possession. The first 20 minutes, Rangers realised what we were all about and just took a shape and we couldn't break them down. So, as much as we dominated, we didn't score a goal and Rangers sussed us and Rangers got us on the counter. So, yeah. realistically, we had a plan A. We didn't score in that plan A. They sussed us, came into a shape. That Michael Beal, you could see him barking orders, get into a shape, get it compact, get them hard to break, you came through you. And then they go and score the goal. I know they didn't create much. But they didn't need to take much. We were the ones that had to go there and win. They didn't go have to win the game. We had to go and win the game. So they probably fucking played us at the game. That's what they probably played. That was a tactic. To, obviously, that wasn't how they set out. They wanted to go in high presses and beat us. But I think after 20 minutes when the new Celtic were up for it, and there he'd say, well, let's be honest, they're the ones that need to come and win here. We don't. We can sit here and hit them on the counter. And that's what they've done. I agree with that. I don't... <laughs> I I agree with what you're saying. I'll fling it to both of you, right? And this is going to be, this might cause a war here, but guard of honour, like, rain, this, the, I was listening to, oh, I forget what I was listening to, but I was talking about, would you give Rangers a guard of honour at Celtic Park and all that kind of stuff? And how Lennon came out and said before, we did the wrong thing. You know, there's all that big stink about doing it the last time and whatever, and they wouldn't give it to us and all this nonsense. 
Not a hope in hell is somebody like Scott Brown going to stand and clap for them at Celtic Park. Do you know what I mean? It's never going to happen. It's going to be painful enough watching them if they beat us at Celtic Park. And that's not something I don't think I ever want to see again if that happens. But like what you said, that old from game in January, we were good for maybe, what, half an hour, 40 minutes, I don't know. How can you not be up for an old firm game? I cannot figure that out. How you cannot have a plan B or a plan C, how you can have different options for an old firm game. It's like, it's baffling to me. I don't understand it at all. It doesn't make any sense. This season doesn't make any sense. Like how no. you can be up to win 10 in a row and make history is just, honestly, stresses the life at me in case you can't tell. <laughs> Thank you. But, a guard of honour, shove it right up their asses. I would, yeah. I would put them in a fucking locker room. I wouldn't even give them a chance to them, to be quite honest with you. I'd do everything in this pillow to make it as difficult and as ugly as possible for them. We need, then, but, how, but how are you going to motivate them? I mean, I don't, if you can't have up for that game in January and they didn't manage to do that, how are they going to do it in a couple of weeks? Like, there's more, technically there's more at stake in a couple of weeks because it's a big thing if they win it at Parkhead. We will never hear the end of that. It's the only bit of pride that these players should have any sort of pride left in to at least know what that happened. That's my opinion. But do they have the mentality this season to do it? I don't see Rangers dropping points before the old firm game, if I'm honest. I don't see it happening, so... No. I'm actually worried about the 40 of the game, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm I'm worried. I just... Celtic just look like a team in regression and Ryan sitting there laughing at the pair of getting so stressed out about this. It does it, fuck, I've seen it before. I've seen it in 97, was it? When they went, weren't it Celtic Park? When Neil McCann scored in that. When was that? Um, yes, that's about right. Yes, 97, 90, oh. the three yeah, 97. Aye, and <laughs> I remember being about 13 and seeing guys running on the park and trying to. Attack them and, and I was saying to my dad, Can I do that? No, <laughs> oh, no, no. And I was like, The anger that you threw, and I remember how depleted we were that time, but it's, I can, I don't, I don't want to see it happening again, to be quite Bring honest. Back with Stefan Mahi and Bo Willie for that little from game, oh, just to butt a few heads. Has determination to get through with people. I think that's what the, the current team lack kind of a men and a bit of aggression about us. I think we're too easy. Like, Laxalt the day was getting pushed off the ball quite easily. The boy Conor McLennan was just kind of brushing him out of sight. And I think we probably lack a lot of leaders and men in that team. Maybe that's what the new manager will maybe need to identify. Two or three leaders, because apart from Brown, there's no many leaders there, is there? No. Higher. Higher maybe, but... A bit lightweight for a I, def- I definitely agree with you. I think football's the way football's obviously moves on a bit. Messi Celtics are they're all technical players, they're all nice touches, and even Edward, you're talking about guys with a bit of, a bit of dig. People can tell I Edward he's got 20 odd goals this year. That's that's all fine and well. But his overall play today was for me was stinking again. It just he's lazy, he's no way to put his he's no way to put his body in the line, he's no way to and for me, I don't care if you're scoring 30 goals a season. Fair enough, it's brilliant you're scoring goals and you're helping the team, but you need to do that after the ball. I played up front myself and you, I, you get goals for, for you get all the products for scoring goals, but you need to help your team in other, other departments. I might be too critical of him because he maybe the standard he's set, but 
but it just looks like he's wet. I don't want to see his half the face. It's just like he's not committed anymore. Again, I don't want to be. I don't want to say the guy's not trying because he's obviously trying, but I just don't. He's he's nowhere near what he's been. I don't know if that's even too critical, Robert, but I think he's been well off at this season. He has been well off at Brighton. It's like, but who has been on the game in Celtic shirt? Mm-hmm. There's nobody apart from really Tumble, but now nah, there's no many that you would say. I mean, Stephen Wills has come in and done decent, all right. Wish, um, Soros had the decent couple of games and stuff like that, but apart from that, it's been an absolute damp season. There's no big eye has probably been the best player, but he's played every position, and I feel sorry for him, to be quite honest with you. Because again, I thought he saved us, I got the day. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of good interceptions and blocks and stuff, and it's just, it's, it's a draft season. It's just, there's nothing really to get excited about. We've got one players that's not going to be there, that's been wasted money, and I just want to see a manager come in with a bit of purpose and sign in players, no one players, sign in players that are going to progress as a club and take us forward. And I just, I don't know, it's an absolute massive rebuild. Um, and I just hope Celtic don't sleep at the wheel again and wait to the summer and then to try and get a manager and it's six, ten weeks down the line and then they get the manager but that team He's identified four players, but they've went to other clubs, you know what I mean? It could be another season that we're witnessing the noon. It's sad to say we might actually be that way, and I don't want it to be that way, but the way Celtic operate the now, I wouldn't have put it past them. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if that's how it happens. You see, obviously you're talking about loan players. A guy I think has been good since he's come in, Kenny, I thought he was really good today. Um, seems quite steady. Um, can whip a good ball in. Defensively, he's very decent, and I think Claire that we've obviously spoke about why if Lennon says that he's been looking at him a while, why not sign him in the summer? Because instead of waiting to January when basically the league's finished. I like I said I said that to both these. I thought Kenny was good on his. I think it was his debut. I think we spoke after that. I thought he was good, and he's stayed consistently okay considering the rest of what's been going on around him. Um, I think he's kind of come in and steadied him. He's just come in with a steady head and thought, right, I've got six months to prove myself. Whatever and value him at, I don't know. I'm probably, considering Black Silk's value that, what, eight million euros or whatever it is, which is just mental. Because like Robert said, he was stinking today. Like, not, he's lightweight, really, really lightweight. Like, I could probably push him off the ball. <laughs> you know, it's like, like what McLean spent today just... Easy. It was an easy day for him, and that shouldn't be like that. Um, but yeah, I, I would put the money out for 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 Kenny if we had it. But my issue would be: Are you going to sacrifice a top manager to keep these players who are good? For example, Aya will cost money to keep. If we get the money for a good manager and keep a good player, I don't know if we would be able to do both, and I don't know what the board are going to pick. That's my slight issue um, with that at the moment. I, don't, I just don't know what they're going to do. I do agree with you. Um, I just, as much as I think he's been good, I just don't I agree with Robert that we shouldn't be having four loan players or three loan players at a club. Maybe one if you can, but I think, I, I know the market's changed and we don't know what's going to happen with us, Brexit thinks it's going to change our transfer policy again, but I just don't know if we could get him permanently, but I think that's maybe I know he was he was on the bench for Everton, but 
So again, he's still on the air squad. So again, is he going to go back to Everton next year and play? We don't know. But I would, uh, if I could get him, I would take him. Um, but when it comes to a lap result, I think with his first two games, I thought it was a belter. And then Robert, he's regressed again. Is that down to the manager? Is it by lap results playing? He's not used to, he's too, maybe he used to be, he's used to being too expansive in Italy on whatever he's played. I don't know, but I generally agree with you, mate, that I don't think. We've signed Bolly, we've signed Taylor, we've signed um, Laxalt. Three left-backs, no good enough. It's cost over, say, £12 million, and we've still not got a left-back at it. So half a care to his money has been wasted. Mm-hmm. So really, you've not found a solution to your left-back, which will maybe need to take another three, four million, or whatever it might take. So you're then talking about it's costing 15 16 million to replace Kieran Tierney, and you might still not get it right. It's it's scary. See, when you know Kieran Tierney is such a talent that he is, right? We all know that. And you know that players are going to, teams are going to be coming in for him, right? You know it. You've got to be identifying a guy six months before the transfer window and saying, right, the possibility is somebody will offer us crazy money for Kieran Tierney. We'll not be able to knock it back. So let's go and identify two or three left-backs. And I don't know, maybe they did identify Greg Taylor on ball and goalie, but they're not a standard you should be looking at. It should be quality left-backs that you're looking at. I know Greg Taylor's probably the best of a bad lot, um, but let's be honest, there should be... The young boy Aaron Hickey's probably better than Greg Taylor that went to Bologna. So we could have identified him and got him in, or you can go the boy asses. Um, it used to play with Rosenberg, Bert Melling. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a cracker every time we watched him um, playing against us. He was good at attacking, he was good at defensive, and you could have got him for £2 million. But for whatever reason, Celtic didn't go and identify and sign him. Chris Sutton said it was meant to be a done deal a way back last year. Don't know what happened to that. Probably another Lawwell sat down and made an update again. I don't know. It just it baffles me, mate. Celtic have a plan A and if plan A doesn't work we've not got a B or a C like this season we didn't have a plan A we had a plan A I'm learning with what we think is good enough and then after that what, they didn't have what if Lennon gets a bad run of games what if we need to identify a manager is it many have came out they offered Gordon Stratton and Martin O'Neill the job in the two knocked it back that tells you they never had a plan B or a they should have planned all this ahead You've got to plan for every scenario that could happen in football, and we don't do it. We just plan A. Plan A doesn't work. Oh, fuck it. That's it. That's, that's just the way it seems to be at Celtic, you know. The, as we say, the Brendan Rodgers left the standard of the club has just dropped dramatically. Um, financial, financially, um, playing staff, youth set up, everything's just nosedived. And it's all down to ourselves. So I think Dermot Desmond owes the supporters another appointment of a Brendan Rodgers stature, but whether they'll do it or not, I don't know. Aye, it's definitely going to be a somebody that stature. Um, obviously, the recruitment Claire's let us down this season, and it's obvious again with another young guy in the bench today. Um, Montgomery signed a new deal, but obviously, before the game of yesterday, it came out just before the game. Um, We've got to try and keep our youth guys. And again, by getting a, a better manager with a full structure for the top to bottom is only going to help. And obviously, I think Nicky Hammond's got to go as well because his recruitment's been 
quite quite poor, if I should say the least. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. The recruitment hasn't been great. I think with the director of football coming in, defending on who they get, I mean, in theory, they should oversee academy and youth and loans and what have you as well. So there should be, an, you, we should see an improvement in that. I don't know much about this Montgomery guy. I honestly don't. I couldn't tell you much about him. I know he's a left back and that's it. Um, however, was that their half-arsed attempt of trying to get the supporters up for the game today by saying this boy signed a contract and he's he's awesome? Um, I don't know. I mean, I look at... I, I don't know, this is probably quite harsh, but I look at Stephen Welsh and I see a player that's average than I... Like what Robert said, he's been all right, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't get any more excited about him than that. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just... I'm being too quick to criticise, I don't know. I just... I find that he's maybe not as timing as headers. He's a wee bit off. It's not what I'm expecting. And maybe I'm just being too critical. I don't know. But I agree that the equipment needs to have a full overhaul as well. And I think getting a decent director of football in would probably would do that. I don't know what happens with Brexit when it comes to getting players. I don't know if we get somebody in that's got Scandinavian knowledge. Because obviously there might be easier to, to, to sign. Um, or what the board are thinking, but I think we just have to <laughs> hope it's somebody decent. Because <laughs> when it comes to obviously the youth setup, I think we have spoken about four Robert as well. That I think the last youth guy came through was, maybe, was it James Forrest. Aye, um, I don't know if it's Mikey Johnson, but I mean, not not a superstar, but a guy that's going to play consistently well with McGiddy. Forest, the guys that maybe Darnold Day, McManus, they all come in, but I think the last big one was probably Forrest and Tierney, obviously, as well. But we've not had years ago, we used to have two or three guys in the in UCL and who came up all the time and played. We've not got it anymore. Again, is that because we've not got the structure or we've not got the right coaches anymore? But the full setup for the youth up to the first team, probably say this season. If you guys are in Berry, maybe going to go Harpers, maybe going to go Local Flex, maybe going to go guys who are highly regarded by the youth setup, and they're going to go. So something has got to change, and it's definitely going to change very soon because I'm kind of like you. People are going to go oh, next year. We'll get a new manager in the league. Well, they've got to go to act quickly if that's if that's the case. Yeah, see you regarding the youth setup. I did say it, yeah, the reserve league has made it too big a step, I think, for youth football to first-team football. You know what I mean? It's like too big a step, I think. Reserve football gave them that next step because they're playing against ex-professionals. No ex-professionals. Professionals that are coming back for injury and that sort of stuff. Um, you would get first-team players that's coming back for injury. Maybe guys that are only getting a game in the first team could go and play in reserve games. So they're getting that experience against a lot of decent players and guys that have probably been seasoned pros and maybe come to the end of their career and stuff like that through all the clubs. So they've learned a lot of that, whereas now they're playing up to what they're under 21s or something, playing the guys at 21. Mm-hmm. And then for 21 to maybe playing against seasoned pros is just too hard. So I don't know if a Colts League and Division 3 would like come into the third division in Scotland. I know they did the Iron Brew Cup. And I think that is quite good for the young players to play against some of like your Albion Rovers, your Clydes and stuff like that because that's where they will learn. They'll get kicked about and they'll be playing against guys that will go, there's no chance this three guy's going to get by me with silky skills because they play with Celtic or Rangers. 
And I think maybe that's another structure that we'll need to look at in the Scottish League is bringing the Coke teams into League Two, should they call it now, in Scotland, or maybe getting the youth talent that we've got out and loan um, to teams in Scotland and the Championship, League One or whatever, maybe loaning two or three, maybe have a feeder cup of CLB and Rovers and maybe feed them two of your youth talent every couple of years that we reckon is going to be good. It'll be good for the boys and it'll be good for us to get them developed and it'll be good for them to get a couple of decent players for Celtic. I don't know, but we need to look at something different there, um, how we're bringing the boys through and how we're going to improve them and improve our setup. I I don't know if that's something you agree with, Claire, but I definitely agree with getting that set up because it's only going to benefit us, as Robert says. They're going to be playing against men every week. They're going to be playing against guys who are seasoned pros, and it's only going to hurt their development playing football every week. There's only so much under development football you can play, especially if you're only maybe playing one game a week. You can train all you want with maybe the first team players, but if you're not getting match experience, and as Robert says. Strikers, young strikers getting kicked off the park, getting rushed about, they're going to get experience for doing that. And by playing development football all the time, you might get fit, you might get wee nice touches, and you might score goals in confidence, but you're not going to get full match experience. And that's only going to benefit you with doing that to go up to the first team. Because, in my opinion, the game against Tibbs Clare, when obviously Harper and Oakle Flex and Bailey played, you've seen the standard that it is out there, the youths to the first team, and that still was quite big. Yeah, the, stand, the gap and standard is huge. I agree with what Robert's saying. I think it would be good for the sole purposes. It would just toughen the boys up a bit. I mean, they need to just... Silky skills is fine. But these young boys are being brought through with all this... I don't know. It's more focused on the technical side of things and all the, you know, fancy-dancy stuff. None of the... I'm not saying... I go back to Stefan Mahi because he was just done... That's a funny record was shocking, but he was a tough guy and he could hold his own in a football game. I'm struggling to find somebody like like that. Like somebody even somebody like Brown, somebody that can no get pushed off the ball so easy. They need to need to have that experience and they'll get that from these guys at like lower league clubs that are, you know, quite streetwise and they might teach them a thing or two. And I think that's what the young boys need just to come in there. I mean, look at I don't know. Martin O'Neill, for example, the players he signed weren't maybe the most skillful in the world, but they were big boys and they were tough. Maybe yeah. that's what we need to look at. <laughs> but then they might all get sent off with the way the referees are this season. So, Because one thing I think we're missing badly is a target man up front. It was not a target man. Um, the day again, when it was Edward up front, I was watching it and I'm going off my nut with my own man. I'm like, Edward's getting, he's fucking the ball on, but there's nobody around him. And that's where you've got to gamble as a striker. That's why you need two up front. You can't have... That's just my opinion. See, Celtic, Celtic should not be playing one man up front in any game in Scotland. Um, that's just my opinion. They've got to... Uh, if it's two up front or... If it's the one man up front, they've got to be two wingers. So it acts as a free when you're attacking. For me, Edward, he's got to get help because Kamara, he gets in good positions, but is he good enough... I don't know if he's got a date, Robert. Claire, I think we spoke before we came on. Don't know if he's got to be good enough. A Yeti, I'm willing to give a Yeti another season under a better manager. Um, but we need a target man because with the looks of it, obviously, we know Edward might go. So well, I hope he doesn't. I hope we get a new manager and he might persuade him to stay for another season. But we need a target man. Maybe 
I think I've gone with McDonald Heslink type thing again, big man, wee man. I don't uh, know, but I generally think we need a big bully. I know we keep going back to Hartson and Sutton, but we need somebody who's yeah. might not be the best, might not be the best technically, but he's going to cause a lot of hassle because you've seen it and in, in even uh, I'm not saying sign this guy, but Cosgrove, the guy, he bullied Celtic and said it's big Julian, didn't like it, Dykes didn't like it. So if we can get somebody with a better standard, a better target man to play up front, maybe where yeah, or after as a Kamara or somebody else that comes in next season. I think it's especially in Europe, if you want a big tall man up front, if you're going to play one man up front, play with a target man in Europe, we can hold it in and get you up the park. The perfect guy's Haaland, but I don't think he's in there. <laughs> I was going to say, he's on your Christmas wish list there, Robert. Jeez. Well, you know, this is the funny thing, right? Nobody, I don't think many people know this, right? See, when Neil Lennon was a Hibs manager, they played Mould, right? And you remember they'd done all right in the Europa League, and they won a couple of games, mm-hmm. and they were, a, they, were a, they were a one away for qualifying, and they played Mould. And Neil Lennon said after the game, this is when I first heard the Haaland, right? He was about 18. And he said, we would have beat them the day only they've got a special talent in that boy up front. Haaland, and I think the boys scored three goals there, two games, and I think they beat him, say, 5-2 or something, 5-3 the two legs. And he went, he's going to be something special at 18. And Lennon knew that away back then when he was a Hibs manager. And how nobody else kind of switched onto that and went, somebody should sign him because he scored something like nine goals in a game for Norway under 18 right. nine goals in a qualifying game and I mean how how did Lennon no speak to Celtic or Celtic no notice that when Lennon's coming out and saying that and going maybe we should take a gamble on a boy like that because he is a strong big oxy a boy he scores goals and maybe no saying a guy has quality, but someday in that caliber, maybe with Ryan saying, that can score you goals, but and also do the physical side of it that makes ruffle defenders up because there's no enough yet in football now. I kind of half want to go sniffing about Ajax a wee bit and see what they've got because they usually have somebody that they don't want that's probably semi-decent. Well, there's a thing you'll need, right? Uh, Europa League's last 16... Teams like Mulder are in the last 16, uh, Europa League, sorry, um, and their budget. How do we not look at small teams like that and go, right, they're doing something that we're not? Because we've not been to the last 16 in uh, Europa League for a right few years now, isn't it? When was the last time we actually got to the last 16? No, listen, with Rodgers. Three years ago now, I can't even remember. With Rodgers, with Valencia, was last year, wasn't it? Five years. Was a while, anyway. Aye, last 32. Zenit was the last 32. Copenhagen, last 32. Aye, so still been no one a knockout game no. in so many years. And So, how can we not look at these smaller teams, that, well, meant to be smaller teams, your Moles, your Copenhagen, your teams like that? We've got to learn something for these teams because these are the teams that are knocking us out season after season. And we're not learning for our mistakes. That's the thing. I'm hoping Dominic McKay changes this full structure of the club and looks at things differently. Because we've got to let... If you don't have your mistakes, the mistakes keep happening. And that seems to be our case in Celtic scenario. Because we're spending quite decent money on players. We're spending quite decent on wages. We're doing something wrong. 
we just need to restructure that side of it. Maybe we need to bring in a European manager, coach type of guy that will restructure us as a director of football. I don't, maybe that's really why you need to get in. I don't know, but we need to think fast on our feet as a club because Dermot Desmond is just a ghost to me now. I don't, you don't hear him. He has got a lot to answer and a lot to get right as far as I'm concerned. Put his He's golf too good to speak to us. Put his golf clubs away and fucking get put there and find us a decent manager. You know what I mean? He's obviously talking about today, Claire. We're talking about obviously player performance, and I thought people may disagree with me, Claire. But Scott Bain made that brilliant save the first half. His first half, on it, but see, apart for that, I thought it looked dodgy. Mm. His kickouts were dodgy. His decision making was dodgy. People can say Scott Bain's decent. Scott Bain was a third choice goalkeeper. So how, how can he be your number one in the season you're going for, t- supposedly going for 10 in a row, or try to get another treble, or try to get a double, you're trying to win games, how can the third choice goalkeeper come up? Again, recruitment, sign Barkas, I'm probably my only guys, as much as I've said, I've maybe, I've been really disappointed with him. Again, I might, next season, a new manager, it's a clean slate, it could come decent, because we've spoken about him, playing with playing at the level that for Athens, Athens are name most, they're all right, they're decent. They play at a decent level in Greece. They qualify for the Champions League. You know what I mean? So he's played for he's played for Greece a few times. So he's he's no one mug. He's obviously came here, and I think because you were expecting him to be boom come in ten in a row, you've got to be brilliant. Again, we don't know what goes behind the scenes. We all know as uh, well, when Sam was on recently, Sam Wardrobe says other things can impact you. Your football will just on the park and. As his fans don't realise that, we don't know what he's gone. Obviously, because of COVID, he can't mix with his teammates, he can't go for a pint, or can't go for a... That could affect, we don't know. I'm just trying to be a, a bit thinking beyond out the box here. But when it comes to Scott Bain, Claire, for me, no good enough. I don't, we let Craig Gordon go, and for me, it's going to lie about, so I kept him and Scott Bain similar way. He's had, he's had a few good saves, he's had a few good games, but if he want to win leagues, my want to qualify for, for European competitions. Scott Bain's going to do my opinion. He had a bit of an off day today, I'll give. I mean, that one good save in the first half was, um, you know, fair enough. But didn't look, I think it was quite early in the game, we had that clearance that was, you know, a better, fo- I was going to say Aberdeen weren't great, but a better forward line would have nipped that and probably scored from it. Mm. Rangers would have definitely scored from it. He does that against Rangers, that's, that's it. Like, they're going to score. Um, I don't know what Hazard did wrong in the first place to be honest I genuinely don't know I mean he's not been the most none of the goalies have been solid we are spoiled we expect Fraser Forster you know what I mean we expect those standards alright probably not going to get that but at the best of a bad bunch I'm stuck between Hazard and, and Bain to be honest I just think that Bain's a little bit more vocal than Hazard is and I think that's something that maybe is needed. The thing is Bain, Welsh and I are, are your sort of triangle that have played the last few games now so maybe that is, I might just stay like that. Maybe he just had an off day, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm not a Barcast fan unfortunately, I never have been but I think, like what Sam said, there, there's probably mitigating circumstances going on behind the scenes that 
he is maybe like El Hamid was in a way. I mean, he couldn't see his family. He couldn't right. see his wife and his kid, um, which which is horrible. So maybe there is those mitigating circumstances because I know he's got a partner and whatever else. I don't know if she's here. So that could be that could be impacting what's going on there. So. I, I, I agree that it's football, as his fans, maybe we just expect everything on the park, but if things after the park on the well, sometimes it, it definitely affects you on the park. Um, Griffiths being a prime example there. Well, I will talk about Griffiths because for me, again, he didn't get on the day. So obviously something's happened behind the scenes because as we've spoken about before on here in, in general, as much as Edward's probably the best, the best player all around in Scotland, Lee, Lee Griffiths is the best finisher without a doubt in Scotland. There's no doubt that Morelos are outside the city scores goals. There's no doubt about him that he's he's decent. He scores goals, but for me overall, Griffiths, that left Peggy heads is an absolute rocket, Robert. And we've spoken about it. That I clear agree with you that it's again it comes to the fitness and obviously the standards of this season. Griffiths looks well after again. We don't know what's going behind closed doors with him again, but it's, it, it doesn't help when he's came on and, do, and looks well after pace. Against Ross County, on the park, try to win a game of football, and you're like, he's not even got anything on the park because he's well after. He just, he's screwing it up for himself, to be honest with you, because I don't think the next manager will put up with as much stuff as Lennon's probably, Lennon's probably felt... He brought him into the club, so he's probably felt like he's had to kind of stand by him and Lennon suffered from mental health and stuff like that. So Lennon was probably just too good to him in a way. Um, I don't know, maybe it was just... Maybe Lee Griffiths is suffering from stuff outside that, but all seasons for so many people to be off the boil this season is... They certainly picked the season of all seasons to date, didn't they? I mean, you Definitely. couldn't... Wonder, like, yeah, yeah. And they've done it all next year, you go, you see your point. But it's like everybody's just had their half season on the worst possible season in history. Um, I, I think you need a new manager to come in to outside to either look at guys like Griffiths or wash your hands with guys like Griffiths. Say, this is your last chance to win or just bin them. Because I think guys like Beacon and Griffiths and that, They've been at the club a long time and they're probably comfortable in their surroundings. And maybe you just need a new guy to come in and go, right, I need to free you up, free you up, free you up, because I'm going to sign a quality player rather than having this big squad of players that half of them you don't even get to see. They're nowhere to be seen. Um, I think we've got a bloated squad of average players, in my opinion. I think you need to get rid of a lot of them and replace them with quality. I think three or four quality signings with a decent manager, you wouldn't have, you'd be back to being a right good team. But we've been regressing um, with selling players every season and no replacing with quality. I was leaving, and that's been our downfall as well. So I just feel we need to get back with a good manager and make a few good signings, and we'll be back to where we are. But we don't, know, we don't know who we're going to sell in the summer and what sort of budget are we waiting to see what sort of offers we get for Edward and I on that before we can turn and say right we'll identify a manager and give him a budget to spend I don't, I don't really know but it's going to be one hell of a job it's like going well, to try to find a hotel up in six weeks isn't it? that's what it's going to be like mm. building up right, six weeks you've got to build this fucking hotel 
That's what it's going to be like. All hands to the, the job, in it? Griffiths is wasting his chances here. This is the thing, and it's frustrating because you said that yourself, yeah, but he's like the best. Oh, my young boy. But he's the best. Fi- like he's the best finisher there, and like oh, we I both said, I agree with the Perrys, and I am. It didn't, it didn't look disinterested against against Ross County. He just looked unfit and just sluggish and just again. I'm going to come back to it again. Overweight. How? How? You are training with professional footballers. You are getting paid an obscene amount of money. Yep. You're a lucky boy. Do you know what I mean? And if he's got if he's got mental health issues still going on, you know, I do feel sorry for him in that respect. However address it then and whether he's burying it under the carpet or whatever I don't know but I agree with what you're saying Lennon I think did feel very sorry for him I think Lennon probably went well you know I, I can see what the boy's going through and so I'll give him support and but yeah. even Rogers I think said something a way back that he was trying to support him through something and mm-hmm. whatever I mean how many chances can he get as much as he's great I think the manager is going to come in and go Nah, sorry, I can't keep up with that. I've got bigger fish to fry than you right now, so off you go. And um, that's just, yeah, he'll no realise to his left Celtic how much he's made an arse type of thing, yeah. because he'll no go to a bigger club in Celtic, let's be honest. His career will maybe, he might get back to Hibs or something like that, that might be where his next steps are, and that might be what he needs, just to be back in Edinburgh and playing for his club he loves, I don't know. But I think he's probably his Celtic career's hanging by a thread, and I think a few of them are actually hanging by a thread. I think whoever we've identified or whoever it may be might be looking at that team and going, "You're not up to the standard I want," and it might be a fire sale in the summer. It might be a six seven. I think maybe. it will be. I think it will be a fire sale. Beaton's going to go. I think. I think there's something brewing yeah. there because we've not seen him since he had that twisted ankle. So I'm not aware. She's not been. I've not seen him anywhere near the team since then. Aye. Nobody well, said. That's what we need. I think we need a full new outlook. Players, a lot of players have been there too long and probably get comfortable in their surroundings. And I think that's what we need. I agree with you. Arses need kicked. I agree with you too. When it comes to Griffiths, obviously, see, but again, that comes by the management and the board, whatever else, mismanagement. See, Clay Griffiths has suffered from mental health issues, which obviously due to lockdown, a lot of people are right, but. If see if that's the case, they've got to deal with that and go, listen, pal, if it, if it means another six months for football, then do it. It shouldn't be in his work when he, if that's the way, he can't apply himself properly, he can't train properly, he can't put his diet properly, he needs maybe more help, then they've got to deal with that. Because you can't have, for his, no for just for the club's sake, for his own sake, he can't be training half, half training, playing football for 20 minutes because he's, he's not going to be good for himself and good for the club. Um, I agree with you. He's the best finisher again on his day in Scotland, but I think I agree with Robert. He's only going to go unless a top manager comes in and obviously fucks his ideas up. I think he's only going to go wide down. But I've got a question. He's in a live stream page, IP. Uh, I'll put it to you, Claire, first. Um, what if these names are uh, Eddie Howe, Benitez, Martinez, and Ralph Raniak? Obviously, that's in big names rumoured. Um, only going to happen. If it's a sporting director comes in and he brings in his own man who isn't a big name, a household name, like we've mentioned, but it's actually maybe a development coach and it's somebody that's maybe in our club who he's going to bring in as a new head coach. Maybe like the, the guy, maybe Fergal Harkin from Man City, he might bring in the, the Man City kind of development coach guy. Do you think, Claire, that may be something that 
maybe Coburn and Whiteline? Potentially, but I think it'd make a lot of Celtic fans cringe because I think we have a lot of Celtic fans expecting Dermot Desmond to pull out a Brendan Rodgers style appointment, something. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of expectation now, like what Robert's saying, there's an expectation of something good to happen here. We're, we're wanting, I mean, after this season, something good. And a development coach, I think, in theory, is a, an okay idea, but maybe as an assistant manager, as opposed to a first, a, as a manager, I don't think they bring the knowledge that they need to manage a club like Celtic. And I don't think the fans would be overly receptive to that. That's just my opinion. However, well, from a team like Man City, the knowledge he might have could be much superior to what what I'm thinking. So maybe he could do a good job. It depends how you look at it. Me personally, I would rather take a, a manager whose name I recognise and somebody who's going to kick some arses, I think, is the best way to word. That's all I want right now after watching my team this season, to be honest. Obviously yourself, Robert, and we've spoken about managers. Do you think that's just something keeping the pipeline? Percent on that. Um, there's so much new that we need to change, and, and this guy doesn't. A guy like him being at Man City Reserves, just say for instance, the coach, the, this guy, he's never experienced a goldfish bowl at Glasgow. Sorry, right, managing under 21 level where you're probably not having to really win every game, and it's not a lot of pressure, but. Well, a guy like that come and deal with, with the pressure at Celtic and the week-to-week and day-to-day of the club and everything that comes with Celtic, it needs to be a guy who's got broad shoulders and got a set of balls on him, to be quite fair. That's what it needs to be. Somebody that can take this in his stride and go, no, I'll be there and I will do this. And somebody that's got a bit of authority about him, the players will respect. I mean, as people are going to respect a guy, say, I don't know, he's 38 years of age and he's came from Man City Reserves and he's not really got much experience in managing. Is the players going to respect that? You need a guy in that the players are going to respect that's been and done it, wore the T-shirt, fought relegation, fought for trophies. I don't know who that might be or who the Celtic board are thinking of, but it needs to be somebody that's got broad shoulders and is up to the task of wrestling this title back because it's not going to be a walk in the park like you just turn up next season. It's going to have to be the right signings, the right manager, and everything's got to be hitting the ground running. And if you make one, two mistakes, it could be a disaster season again. So I get what people are saying on that, but that's all right. It may be an Aberdeen or somebody at Hibs or something that wants to take. Sorry, we've done that, we don't need either. And just look how that panned out. We got a wee bit of success, but it wasn't the overhaul success, was it? Aye, I can agree with you. I think it's going to be such a really good question because I think a lot of people might think the same. Um, but I do think it's got to be. I know people are saying that we, we can't get a bunny is or we can't get Eddie Howe, and I keep saying, how, how can we know? All you need to do is ask the question. If you don't ask, you're not going to get the you're not going to get the answer. So, um, and obviously, O'Neill and Stratton were asked. They say no, that's all you can do is ask the question. And um, obviously, the day again, there's maybe one player who I really feel in a way is um, McGregor. Uh, a, a guy managed to own the, the live stream. We'll speak about McGregor, and I, I agree with him. Um, McGregor's, he's no been the player again because he's, I don't think he's been playing in the position where he's been playing. 
I don't know, McGregor's not a guy that sits and just, McGregor's a guy that gets the ball, takes the ball forward and plays passes and runs about and whatever. McGregor's not a guy that sits in that number, how do you call it, number maybe eight goal behind the, the defence. That's not McGregor's game. Um, again, as he burned out because he's played so many games, he's no the rest. We don't know, but I don't know how you feel about that, Claire. Um, if you feel the same, but I think McGregor, I do agree with um, the live stream question there, McGregor, that I think he is maybe nobody where he was. And again, I actually said it to my old man today watching the game, as much as I don't want McGregor to go, because I think he's got to, you know, Celtic, he's a big part of the team, and Clare Ebald, he'd be a, a guy to get his all together and get the new guys in together. See if we get 25 million, 20 million pounds, I would honestly take it. I just think we, we need to start rebuilding now. These guys have been here for years, and I do agree with Gordon Stratton. Bits and bobs of what he says about these guys have been here for years, and they, they can't, you can't expect them to perform for four, five, six years all the time. You've got to have three or four players are refreshing to come out of the team and give these guys a bit of a break. So I don't know if you agree with that, Claire, but I, I agree with the McGregor thing that maybe he is. Is it because the stands are that for the manager? I don't know. I thought McGregor was actually all right today. Um, I don't, it wasn't his worst. I mean, I seen him at left back, I seen him at right back, I seen him everywhere today. I mean, he was covering everybody's backside today. I noticed that. Um, going back to what Robert said about Lacks up being a bit pushed off the ball and not being great today. That was McGregor that was mopping that up. Um, which, by the way, you shouldn't have to do. I don't think he has been. He hasn't set the standards that you would expect from him because of I think everything else that's going round round about him. If we get decent money, then yeah, okay, fair enough. But I would try and keep him because mm-hmm. I think they need somebody that's going to drive. I know Turnbull's probably the similar type of thing, drive forward and make things happen. But Brown's been your old hat for so long that like he's been your he's been there since two thousand and seven. Thirteen years. He's your old hat just now. If he doesn't stay and he goes and does something else, you need a, you do need an old hat there. I think you need somebody that's got the self-technology knowledge and has all that kind of previous experience to go back on and knows what it means. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be... <laughs> I hate, that makes me show my age saying McGregor's your old hat, but you know what I mean? You need maybe somebody there that's going to have that knowledge and experience. But he has to been as good as we would expect, but neither has all of that team nobody's been what we would have expected this season I don't think this this whole season's just been very disappointing as a whole team so I don't think it's just McGregor but yeah I agree with what Ryan's saying about McGregor I don't think he's hit the standards that we would expect from him Again I don't know if that is because he's burnt out Robert but uh, or is it because he's getting played at position with the manager and the standards for the training and the managers obviously affecting his game but he's def- as much as he's been maybe alright I know a lot of players have not performed this season, but I think it's another, it's another guy that's regressing under, under the management, and that's not what we want. These guys, I know we keep people might might moan at us for keeping back to Dodgers, but that's the way he first came in and the way he set the team up for the bottom to the top was the structure that we need to, we need to keep going to that. I know people saying that maybe he could beat out of Europe and maybe learning it maybe further in Europe in some stages of the Europa League, whatever else, but the standard that Roger set when it comes to the tap to the bottom was what you needed at a elite club. You've seen what he's doing with Leicester now. I get put a Europe with Slavia Prague, but it changed team. So, listen, he's, he's admitted that. But he's doing really well with Leicester. People can't knock the guy. The guy's a fantastic coach. 
and we've got to if we can't get somebody like that, it's got to be somebody who's a decent standard, and it's got to help three guys like McGregor to get to the standards again. McGregor, about everything, he's played too much football. He's I don't think he's missed a minute a Celtic season to be honest here. Um, he's literally had about three weeks off, two weeks off in the summer, straight back at it. He's played every game. The team has been poor. A wee bit of what Claire says, he was covering a lot at left-back for Greg Taylor and Laxell. He tries to help with that. Maybe it's just a lot of weight on him because Brown wasn't in the team at all and he was covering Brown because Brown's probably older. Try to cover his arse, try to cover it left-back. And he's not been actually allowed to play his own game because he's worrying about what if somebody makes a mistake here, what if he does that there. And it's maybe he's just had a bad bit of form as well. I think it could be a lot of things. I think it could be bad for him playing too many games and worrying about what other people are going to do and how to cover them. Maybe he's been totally there that with the manager. We don't know. <coughs> we really, really don't know what's happened. But you can't just single McGregor out for being bad this season because everybody's been bad. Aye, mm. McGregor set such high standards early years under Rogers. He was outstanding. They could play him as an attack midfielder. They could play him in the holding role. He's comfortable in the ball. The best time I see him is when he's in the attack midfield role and behind him is a number 10. I think he's good at scoring goals, he's got good shot and he's good at driving with the ball. And I, I don't know what sort of manager. You've got Tumbo in there now, but I like him in that role and I think the good thing is about McGregor is you can play him probably any position and he will do a job for you. Um, but maybe he just needs a cut or two, three game rest, but obviously we'll get to do that now because the game's coming up soon at Celtic Park against them, so I don't know. Some players can hit about bit of form. It's just that it happens naturally, and just unfortunately this season, everybody's been half-form, but you can't single him out to be the one guy that's regressed, because they've all regressed as far as I'm concerned this season. And obviously the, the last kind of thing I want to speak about is obviously today's game player. Spoke about before we come on about obviously... Edward, last last few minutes with a chance, be sorrow. And I totally, uh, people might disagree with it, but I totally agree with Gordon Stanton says. I don't know if you ever, uh, have you seen it, Robert? But you know yourself, see when you play football, you're 1 and 1 0, 2 0, and you've got a striker, and he's no past the bottom, and you're right in front of a goal, and, and that secures the game. You don't walk off the park laughing, joke at him. I'm sorry, but I agree with Stanton, and that totally, it totally. Pitamises obviously maybe this season or oh, sorrows laugh, sorrow laughing joking when you're winning games is fine. Laugh at training when you're having a, a bit of banter with the guys, but no when you're trying to win a game of football, you don't laugh and joke when you're in the situation we're in. That's what I agree with starting. You need guys to yeah, call you ask me that ball. Ah, but for me, that would see if that was me, Claire, if I played football, that would I'd be gonna ask my nut if to, to my, my teammate I would. Uh, that's just it's not on. Um Ah, I totally agree, Mary Saul's a happy wee guy, go lucky, but you can't be all happy in a game of football, you've got to win football, you've got to be a bit of nasty, you've got to be selfish, and I think we have not been selfish this year, but all, it's all nicey-nicey, and there's, there's no, none of this bad attitude, nasty attitude to get the ball and fucking, I want to score, I want to be the main man. Yeah, oh, I agree with Stratton, I mean, he was not, he was not happy, and I tell you right now, see if Brown had been in Sorrow's position, I guarantee you he'd have chinned Edward at full time and been like, what is going on? Like, why did you not pass me that? And it's been so nicey nicey this season. It's back to what I said earlier. They need tough guys in that team. I mean, I know for a 
Prime would probably chin them. Ayer would have definitely chinned them, but maybe not in a, in a, in a, as a serious way. But even Ayer did say something at full time. You seen him come up and say, like, it was as if he was saying, like, what were you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but Stratton's right. Like, where is that seriousness and that determination and that passion to kill a game off? That game was not killed off at any point. There was not that. There was never a point where I sat there and went, we are going to score again. I was sitting there going, shit, they're going to equalise or... You know, there wasn't a mindset of we're definitely, you know, this is a sure thing. There, there's not been that for a long time. And I just, I was a bit di- disappointed in the attitude at full time. I get they were happy that they won, but at the same time, I know Sorrow was like trying to make a joke about it and say, you know, I was right there. But Sorrow wasn't screaming and shouting for it. He was just there. Whereas Brown or McGregor or whoever would probably be shouting, I would definitely have been shouting and screaming for that. And all right, I might have rose-ed that or whatever, but at least they would have. I mean, it goes back to Edward, though. Is 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 the mindset Edward's no right? Like, he's trying, in my opinion, he's trying to do it too much. He's trying to beat guys all the time and just doing the simple pass. The too simple many ball. touches, right? Too mm. many touches. Way too many. Definitely. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, Robert, but for me. We need a bit of nasty streak in us. I think we're too. I think we're far too nice in general. Um, the only guy that had a wee bit of dig, McGregor sometimes had a wee bit of dig about him, but Brown obviously used to, but he's come to an end of his career, so he's no as maybe no as aggressive and as maybe agile as he was. But when we need somebody in that middle of the park, and in fact everywhere, maybe somebody with a bit of an eye, with a bit of passion, a bit of determination, a bit of fucking fight. I think we're missing it, and I think this season showed how bad we're missing it. That the day just was actually the Celtic all season. A team of individuals. Edward wanted the glory to score a goal. Why not just put him in? And as you say, these sorrows laughing and joking. See if you're 10, 15 points clear, no 15 points behind. Laugh and joke all you want, but when you're 15 points behind and people are paid six and seven hundred pounds for season books, they don't want to be seeing that fucking shite on the telly. You know what I mean? What you've just scraped by one now at home to Aberdeen. It's that's that's where the professionalism of this full season just just epitomises the way Celtic have been to me all season. It's just a total disgrace for tap to bottom. The attitudes of the board, the players, the management to an extent has just been totally a shambles. And as Stratton says, if that was if I was John Kennedy and Steve McMahon, I'd have been gonna have to right out of them at the end of full time whistle and went, hold on a minute here, you nearly cost us fucking a few points the other day, but it'll be all nice and nice. It will be forgot about. There's nobody there to give them the rows that they need or shout. Maybe you can shout at players now, but maybe somebody's care to Edward at the side and say, by the way, it could have been one each and you could have been going through and goal and past the sorrow and you could have scored to win 2 1 and you could have been neck and neck with Rangers. Let's be honest, these things could have happened, mm-hmm. but he, as you say, he tried to get the glory and his attitude will be right all season. Along with other players, it's just they've just accepted how they've been this season. That's that's the full thing. There's nobody really came out and apologised to the fans as like the players. I don't feel there's enough said for the players like we're apologising. There's wee snippets here, but I feel there's an, a massive apology for the players and the coaching staff and Celtic as a club owed to the fans. And I just feel that it's not been done in that. That they just it just summed up how the 
the players and the management that have been this season. And I just feel the attitude is just wrong. Your attitude isn't right in games, then I'm afraid you'll no win games. And I think that's the problem being myself, to, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion on it. I didn't like to see that today. I was actually quite disgusted by it. Just hey, him no passing the ball and then they're laughing about it as if it was nothing. Might be nothing to them in that instance, but it's no nothing to fucking 50,000 fans sitting watching it's paid £600 and watching Celtic scrape by in another shocking game. That's just... I, I, I understand people might think that us, us three are in any sort of fans maybe too critical, but seeing you when you're when you're winning games against Aberdeen one nothing, you're scraping by St Mirren and you're scraping by Ross Counties. It's no good enough. Um I understand that won the game three points, but all, we, we, we take it on and we build, but we've been scraping past teams all season. We'll be controlling games, getting hit with sucker punches because we're no clinical enough and we can't defend. And see if you know you can't defend and you know you're maybe going to concede two goals, but you need to try and score three or four goals, and you can't depend on that, as we've seen clear this season, because some games we've been scored three goals, we've been scored two goals. Um, but obviously going forward, Claire, um manager situation, or in general going forward, which your opinion is obviously going forward to the end of the season and obviously in the summer? I'm scared of the fact that if <laughs> Kennedy wins a Scottish Cup and wins every game at the end of the season or whatever, he's going to get the job and it'll be a cheap option. I would like to see a director of football come in in the next couple of weeks, potentially, and start, like what Robert's saying, start this massive, massive rebuild and just start getting in and seeing what, what is going wrong. There is so much going wrong. That, I mean, what Robert said about the professionalism, that's hit the nail on the head for me. Like That's such a good point, and somebody needs to get and fix that really, really quickly. Um, Manager-wise, I can't help but think Der- Dermot Desmond's up to something. I think there's probably maybe some managers he's kind of thought, right, yes, I want him, him and him. But he's in a job, he's in a job and he's in a job. So, I mean, I, I was watching someday something on during the week that said Sean Dyche has done as much as he can with Burnley and, you know, would he be interested in it? It was just like a, a forum thing. And then I thought about it and I thought he would be the guy to come in and just rattle some of them. I mean, you don't mess with that guy. I don't think he's somebody that you would want to... He's no, he's no soft, put it that way. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to come in and take the shit that Lennon and Kennedy and that might take. Like what Robert said, he would have been somebody that maybe went and said, listen, mate, you should have passed that ball. What is going on? Um, I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm just I'm, saying... I'm to be quite honest with What's that? The sound of Sean Dice because every time I've seen Burnley, Burnley playing, I've been impressed by them. And let's yeah. be honest, it's like coming up to Scotland and taking Livingston and being in the top two or three every season. Burnley's budget and Burnley's obviously a small team and I, I feel he it, it does a right good job and I don't know what his contact situation is at Burnley or where he'd leave, but if they announce Sean Dice tomorrow as a Celtic manager, I'd be really impressed by it. I'd be like, right, he's the type of guy, as you say, he will not take shit. And he he seems to have Burnley playing a right good attacking football way and hard to beat. So I, I would For a small team down there, but they're doing all right. Like, they're, they're average. But... And he have a lot to spend, Claire. He's never. I've never known Burnley to spend a lot of money. 
No, they don't have a lot. They don't have a big budget, oh. from what I know. So they're probably, I would say, they're probably in a par with the lower league teams and the championships budgets. I would honestly say that I've never remembered Burnley going out and buying a player ever. I, I think I think their, their biggest transfer fee was, was the guy for on the edge, Stephen Defoe. I don't know if that was twelve million or ten million or something. It was nothing compared to what other paid, Robert. It was nothing. Uh, do you know what? It, it might have been eight million pound. I'll need to look back at it, but it was definitely. I think he was a record signing, and again, it's probably ten million or something. So I definitely agree with you. Um, That's not taking the balls off what we have to spend on players. No. Also, I think he was probably. You're very very hard working. Every player knows that their job at Burnley they work their asses up and he unearths gems all the time so I agree with you Claire I would happily take Sean Dice to be the next select manager but will we get him or will Celtic be interested in him that's the thing I think it's definitely I think Claire that's a good point to be fair um, somebody who I never actually thought of I don't know where I've seen it it was somewhere online I don't even know where the name came from like how he even got hold of that but I don't know what his contract situation is. I know he had a fallout with, I think it was the board at Burnley, or he did a disagreement about something, I don't know. I think it might actually be to do with money to spend, but I think he would work well with the director of football because if he has somebody there to talk to and say, I want, like what Robert said, these gems that he's unearthing down south, I want that the, the director of football, go get them. You know, go do it. And... Obviously, Rogers has had his wee dig in the press about how the board don't let, let him sign who he wants and stuff. Do you honestly think Sean Dyke's going to take that? Not a chance. The only way he would take that Celtic job is if he has full control over who he's going to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he brings a fear factor with him because he's quite... Oh, it's than Burnley. I can guarantee you Celtic's wage bar will be higher than Burnley's. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Shane Duffy's wages are probably higher than what we've seen for that. Yeah. Actually, I think so, a, lot, a lot of people think, Robert, that these teams have got high wages. Brighton don't, Brighton don't pay more than like 30 grand a week. Burnley don't pay more than that. Fulham probably didn't pay more than that. It's right. only, They're only There you go. The only teams that really pay the big money is really the top 10, isn't it, really? The big teams. I pay 25 grand a week for Brighton, Shane Duffy. I it's big money. But for Brighton, a team at that level, it's not a lot of money compared to fucking we pay guys 25 grand a week. Fucking Scott Bowen's getting 30 grand a week. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but I, 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 Sean Dykes, I totally agree with you. We're not saying he's the answer. Um, we're just, I, that's, a, I, that's a good name to fuck out. Um, Premier League experience, one promotion, I think, with Burnley, didn't he? One promotion, didn't he, with Burnley, didn't he? So, um, so he's used to win a trophy. Again, people will go back to Oh, he's not getting uh, European experience. Well, Neil Lennon didn't even the first game in. Dyla had done even the first goal. He did and European football for his other team, but nothing compared to Celtic. Um, so, we all know, I've said for day one, people can maybe say, I know, but for me, Eddie Howe, I've said for day one, it'd be a perfect fit for us. Um, I said the other day on the podcast that he's assistant manager at a job. He's the guy who was up with Bournemouth, the DOF shot a job. It's just all sitting there. Why can they not go and ask a question? Um, I agree with another guy, JP Inc. said again on the, the live stream that Rogers was maybe, it was maybe a short term. Uh, I can agree with him. Maybe two years free to get his back again, but then we've no belt on it. And I think this time it's going to be somebody who's come in, none of us rolling contracts, right? Listen, there's a four or five year deal. 
stay here and build us. I think well, that's why we've got to be now. We've got to build this steady two-year or three-year or two-year. We've got to hang, have something that's going to be for a long time and build a project. It's That's what the director of football would come in and hopefully restructure that side yet. Um, and say, for instance, like Eddie Howe's a manager and he's had two fantastic years at Celtic and we've been successful for two years. The director of football's got to look at it and say, right, somebody's going to come in and get him. Let me go and identify the next manager. I'll probably have six months to before we lose him. Yeah, I mean, you've got a rough timeline. You know when you're going to lose a manager. You know when somebody's going to be interested. You've got to have that in place. Like, as I spoke about earlier with Kieran Tierney, you've got to identify these things. If players are hitting top peak or managers are hitting top peak, people are going to be interested in them. So you've got to do your homework and you've got to go and identify the next person to come in. So is the transition isn't as bad as Brendan Rodgers to Neil Lennon. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it was a total disaster. It worked for the six months to the end. He done all right last season, aye, but this season has, has caught up because I think 90% of the Celtic fans knew that the standards for Brendan Rodgers to Neil Lennon wasn't good enough. So why did we not go and identify, say, a Michael O'Neill? I'm not saying he was better than um, Neil Lennon, but that's just like you've got to have a certain manager in place to when Brendan Rodgers leaves. Um, just I'm just putting Mike O'Neill's name out there because I think he's a decent manager. Um, but we've got to identify the next manager or the next player when these players are leaving. Like Edward, do you think we've got somebody in the pipeline to replace Edward? Or do you think well, we're going to be like an unfit Griffiths and a Yeti a form and a Clamara for next season? That's what I mean. We've got to identify the next striker who is going to come in and score his goals and be the quality. Other than that, we can sell him for 17, 18, 20 million in the summer. But we've got to identify the next one because I wouldn't be confident going into a season with a Yeti Clamala and Griffiths as next season as your strike force. That's just what I'm saying. We've always got to identify the next one because these players and managers, when they get to the top, and they're playing well, they're going to be identified and somebody's going to come in with an offer that you're not going to be able to refuse. Aye. Um, I agree with you, mate. We've got to, obviously, we've got to plan. Again, we've, we've got to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. We've got to, we've got to plan ahead all the time. If it means having a shot list of 10 managers, interviewing 10 managers, then we need to do it. Um, if it is getting three or four cycles planned out, and then if we get the fourth, we get the fourth, but we do need to have a plan. Um, one last uh, last wee bit, Claire, I'll put to you. Um, I, I've kind of seen it on the, in the press and Twitter, uh, JP messed again. Um, the guy, Jesse March, I think he's a manager of Salzburg, I think. I might be right. I don't know if that's the team he's with. I think he might be lined up for the right job, Joe, because that's that same type of, type of the same owners and whatever. I think stuff like that. I think he might be lined up for that in the future. But I think he's a very, I think he'd be brilliant. If we could get him again, people might say, why keep why why won't come? Well, ask the question. All you can do is ask these big guys. When they there, if Desmond's this billionaire that he is, if he I like to think if he really wants a top man of a Celtic player, I think he could go and get him. hundred percent. If he got if he wants them, we can get them. I don't know much about um the guy you mentioned, but I'm not saying Dermot Desmond's lined up 10 people that he's got his eye on. I think maybe he's got two or three that he likes, or maybe they're his golf buddies. I have no idea. But 
I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if he's going to take it for a game of golf and say, listen, this is a, this is a situation here. But I can't help but think the European managers might not have that fear factor that we need at the minute and that toughness that we need. That's my only slight concern with a European manager is that they don't have that uh, arse-kicking ability that Celtic need at the minute. Whereas somebody like, I don't know how he would do it. I think he might. I, I don't know. But I just look at Simone's the only European manager that I know would do it. You know I like him. You know he's one of my, my favourite managers. He'd come in and probably rattle some people. But I just I worry about European managers like that. Don't have that mindset of aggressiveness and toughness and like scare, scary players. It's all nicey, nicey technical stuff. And sometimes in Scottish football you need a bit of you don't need, you need just a bit, a bit of muscle. That's all you need. And that's what we're missing, like what you said, Ryan, as well. You, you said that. So. And we're definitely missing a bit of, a bit of nasty streak in his night. We do need somebody that's going to come in and aye with a few feathers and get us a structure where we are a bit more physical in the park. And I don't know what you think. You did, obviously, Jesse Marshall, but um, I, I don't think. But I'm right. He's a very good. I, I, he's very well thought of, mate. I, I'm sure he was a. I'm sure he was in America doing something, and then he's in, I think he's in Salzburg now, doing a good job there. Um, I think he talks a few languages as well. Um, so I think that was only that would benefit the international players. Um, again, I'll, I'll fling one out to you right now. I've just came to me in my head. I don't know if he would leave Leeds, Bielsa, to Leeds. I like. I'd take him the heartbeat, mate. But where I know we could get him, I don't I like know. Leeds play. I like the attacking philosophy he's got. Um, I don't know if, what his situation at least, but that's just another one I'm just flinging out there just to to put another manager's name into the hat. I'd like to see a guy like him who is attacking-minded and his system seems to be good at which Aye, they get beat the odd game, but they take it to the big guns and they go toe-to-toe and he's built a right cracking team there. It's just another name. I just thought I'd fling out there just to add to the some of the names that we've already spoke about. It just gives people a different opinion and different options, that's all. I agree when it comes to see if we can get a big name, brilliant, but I think it's going to be a big name in a sense where it's got to be, as I think my personal opinion, it's got to be a project that's going in there as just a one-year stopgap. I think this is a time it's probably the biggest season, biggest rebuilds maybe since when O'Neill came in. Rogers was a big rebuild, but this is a major rebuild. We listen as we have said in the podcast before, Colin Robert, that this could be more than 18 points. This could be 21. This could be 20 if we don't just continue in the season. So it's going to be a big rebuild. And I don't know if we do get a big household name, I think they've got to make sure that he's here. If it is signed a four or five year deal, so if it does go in two years' time, you get a big conversation fee from. But I think player Bielsa, I'd happily have him, but again. Will I leave Leeds? I don't know, but I do agree with Robert. That is a good name to fling in for people to talk about. Yeah, definitely a good name to fling in. I think we'd have exciting football, if nothing else. I don't. Leeds defence isn't wonderful, but we're used to that at Celtic, so I don't think that would really, you know, it doesn't bother me too much. But yeah, no, I like the, I like the thought of them. I think they play nice football and I think they're entertaining, which is another thing that we, we lack big time. I mean, I said that to you earlier, Ryan, the second half was so boring today, like so boring. And 
not interesting. There's no back there, and at least with Leeds, at Leeds, at least when you watch them, you think, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? They play decent enough football and they're entertaining, so that's that's another good name to think about. Don't know what the situation is at Leeds, though, with him and his contract right enough. But. Just another option, Claire. I just won't. Ah, fling him I, in, there's no harm. I like a manager, just as you say, the attack philosophy on the high press and teams' faces, even the big teams that cause trouble. It's just another name, I don't know. Yeah, he could probably be Leeds for the next six years, but it's just another name to fling in there to get another option. Why not? No harm. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, we keep getting a big question. Last question, then that will wrap it tonight. JP again, he says, obviously, Robert, we, we've spoken about it before. I don't know if JP's heard us talking about it in the podcast, but obviously a scout overseas to look at the Scandinavian or the other other bits of uh, kind of Europe and whatever else. Obviously, we've got a guy, this agent, do that guy, he brings his guy to Israel. You might get the odd the odd staff for Israel, but like Kyle, he was good to get injured. But I agree with JP that We've got maybe if it is a modernised Scandinavian whatever overseas coach to do that because Nicky Hammond for me is came for the lower leagues in England. It's no work, his recruitment's been terrible. I think maybe a better if it is a house household name scout that's maybe going to come with a DOF. I think that we've got a plan shoot as we've spoken about when it comes to maybe scouting the next Haaland and the next I don't know, Canty or whatever guys for that. That no Pookie who's doing well at Norwich now, but guys for that Larson's guys for that kind of Scandinavian area to scout the guys. I think we do need a better scouting system to get guys like guys like Manyama for five hundred grand to come in and save for ten million pounds. You look at the the sort of areas I feel we need to look at is Belgium league because they're the number one country in the world now. Their talent is phenomenal. Um, the Swiss League, maybe the Portuguese League, a wee bit lower down in that because I think that way it's probably out of our bracket. Um, the Norwegian League, the Swedish League, I think all these countries, you can get decent enough value for money and decent enough players. And I think that's the sort of markets we should be looking at. The Scandinavian setups always says you had... Lustig for the Scandinavian leagues. You had Stefan Johansson for the Scandinavian leagues. These guys were quite decent for us, you know what I mean? And decent priced. You had Wanyama, I think he was for, was that a Belgian team or something? Like what sure. um, so you've just got to look into these markets and try and identify these players soon when they're young enough. And then that's how you get them and develop them and make a big fees. But we don't, for the success we've had in these markets, we don't seem to get into them enough. Um, Sviachenko, I thought he was an odd decent enough signing for the Scandinavian leagues um, for the value we got to him. And we practically recouped our money on him. So I think that's the sort of markets you'll get value for money in. I mean, even League One in England and that now, you're talking 10, 12 million for some of the players that are half decent. So you wouldn't be paying 10, 12 million for players and these sort of markets, so I don't know how the Brexit thing is going to affect it, but that's the sort of markets where you'll get value for money on players. That's definitely what that boy's saying is a scout and these sort of markets will identify good players for you. Is that something you'd agree with, Claire, as well? 100%, especially with the Scandinavian leagues. I think that's an option we need to look at in more detail. Um, 
that's just me looking at from the Brexit point of view. I just wonder if that might be an easier mm-hmm. market. And I think, I don't know, I'm going back to Gravison, Johansson, those kind of people. Nostorovic even at a push, like tough enough players that actually have a bit of backbone about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Johansson was skillful as well. He wasn't the biggest, but he was tough and you wouldn't push him off the ball very easy. I like Johansson, to be fair. I know he's second season, I forget athlete, but I like him. Where he went. He went down south somewhere, didn't he? I think. Film. But, Film. but yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't yeah. pushed off the ball easy. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I think we've got to kind of dip into that market. Um, I think I agree with you as well. Robert, guys like Shevchenko, we let him go and didn't, didn't really replace him. Um, but again, I think we just need to obviously, if we tap the bottom, we've got to just restructure and rebuild and hopefully it can happen soon because the longer it goes, if it goes to Euros, then I think we'll be, we'll be kind of shaking our, our pants because we don't really know what's going to happen. There's um, one, Ryan. Iceland. Mm-hmm. Punching well above their weights. There'll be players in that market that you'll get for cheap enough. I mean, the key England games, the key... A lot of teams, I mean, what did they get to the quarterfinals or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, of last 16 of the World Cup or Euros, no long ago. Teams, and that's the Scandinavian market. So the players are there are really good value for money. And they're decent players. And as Claire says, they're normally strong boys. They're normally boys that will only be taken, getting pushed after the ball and bullied. So it's definitely the market I feel we should be looking at. Aye. Definitely. Um, I think it's been a, it's been a world one season and when it comes to recruitment, I think we need to do a lot better. Um, but I appreciate your time, Robert. It's been good to kind of get you back on again and obviously review the recent topics. Again, we talk for, we talk for reals on this about Celtic because there's a lot going wrong and again, it's good to nip into every bit of detail. But Claire, thanks for coming on again, Robert. Thanks for coming on again, mate. And hope you keep safe and keep well. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.